Hello, 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 this is Extreme Orange. Welcome to the Extreme Exchange. Today I'm going to be good friends from Primus here. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Extreme Exchange. And today I have quite a few guests with me. Um, first are some familiar faces, Matthew and Minnie. Say hi. Hello. And we have another special guest today. His name is Donovan Sim. So Donovan uh, was mine and Matthew's senior back in school. Uh, we were both in the same CCA, the Boys Brigade together. That's how we know each other. Yeah, so Donovan is currently studying uh, economics in Cambridge. Yeah, so very nice to have all of you on the show today. Glad to be here. Is the law in of itself uh, a type of ideology? in a sense that there is a set of values that the law follows that uh, is completely unique to itself. So I was taught that uh, in general, the law um, is a reflection of society's morality in some mm. cases, whereas in other cases, the law is more like um, a tool to be used by uh, the ruler to rule his people. Right. Um, for example, I remember in a talk by Bilahari Kausikan and a separate talk by Professor Wang Kongwu about uh, the differences between Chinese law and the law that we have in the Judeo-Christian tradition mm. is that um, in China, the ruler rules by law. I mean, he's, he's talking in reference to uh, historic China, you know, all the emperors. And so therefore, um, he, he rules by law, but the emperor is not under the law. And uh, in that sense, I would think that the law isn't really a set of, uh, isn't primarily molded after a set of values, but it's molded after whatever is expedient for the ruler to use. Mm. I think, I mean, of course, they, he would have to incorporate um, aspects of the what society prevails, um, holds to be the prevailing moral standard, you know, in order for it to be palatable to people. But I think that's what um, that tradition would have primarily used the law for. Let's, let's take it into the context of a democratic society. Because I think if we say we look at, at like a dictatorship, for example, then the law obviously serves to advance this dictator's agenda and whatever. But in a democratic society, it means that the, the, the ruling party is now representative of the entire uh, population and so that means it follows like the first example that you gave just now which is uh, societal morality right what society deems to be uh, the most fitting and uh, the best for everybody so it, it, it always intrigued me to, to think um, what is the the single most common denominator of uh, society that everybody can agree on right and I guess I've somewhat narrowed it down to uh, the fact that every human being um, has intrinsic value. I think that's, that's at its core what the law is supposed to uh, uphold uh, among other things. I never thought about it that way before, actually. Right, because, right, so and under that uh, train of thinking, it would be because everyone has intrinsic value, therefore everyone is worth being protected hmm. uh, everyone's rights are worth being guaranteed under the law yeah I exactly. that way. 
or or okay, I do remember um reading some of you know uh Du Bois. He was uh this thinker who wrote a lot about race issues in America. Mm. I think one thing that he mentioned, uh, if I remember correctly, was that although um, the U.S. Constitution, right, and the the U.S. society at the time, as a whole, uh, purports to hold um, individual freedoms yeah. on a pedestal, right, that uh, the African Americans were still not given that sort of freedom. So, uh, on one hand. You know, the, the law says that it guarantees everyone's freedoms and rights, but in practice, um, not everyone's rights would be guaranteed in the same way. And perhaps that is a counterexample to uh, what you've suggested. And in fact, uh, if you remember, for some period in American history, you know, they had Jim Crow laws. They had, uh, well, I guess you could consider like the slavery, you know, yeah, also not uh, everyone to be equal. I mean, if you think about it, the, we, we can because history is definitely flawed and, and yeah. um, there, there are problems with history but we can take a look at the trajectory that, that uh, the laws have taken and what exactly the because the, there have been changes right and, and um, progress with regards to what laws should be abolished and what shouldn't I think eventually we are gravitating towards uh, that common goal still right because slavery was eventually abolished and uh, People are, are trying to equalize the rights for both genders. People are trying to equalize the rights for all the races, right? And so, I guess you can see the 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 motivational force behind that is still that every human being, regardless of whatever you look like or whatever characteristics you have, should still be afforded the exact same rights and everything that comes with it. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching this episode of the Extreme Exchange. I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. Next.